0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Culture Podcast. Today it'll be myself and Danny. What's going on, Dan? Not much, you, bro? Uh, nothing much. In a good mood. Uh, Roma One, Not doing One as well, so we're both yeah. happy. Um, Joe and uh, Francesca can uh, join us today. They're both busy. Um, I'm pretty sure Joe has work and uh, Francesca at the car dealership. So, um, yeah, it'll be us two today. In a good spirit, so, um, if you guys want to check out another podcast, um, I was on it on Monday, I believe it came out, or no, Wednesday, my bad. Wednesday it came out with, at uh, the Coucho Guys, on uh, both on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the Coucho Guys. I just spoke about Roma and uh, the 14-year anniversary of the 2006 World Cup uh, victory, so if you want to go check that out, uh, feel free, uh, have a good time. And yeah, today we'll just get into the preview of Match Day 31, and we'll preview Match Day 32. We'll start off here with Lecce and Lazio. Um, oh. I'm very happy about this result. Uh, Lecce came away with a 2-1 victory against Lazio. Um, Lecce was home. Uh, big win for Lecce. Um, very surprising, uh, to say the least. Uh, Lazio's come out very uh, slow since the restart. And I um, yeah, they will try diving again. This time didn't work, but he still did score. First goal of the game. Um yeah, It was a very good game. Uh, Lecce even missed a pen, so it could have been more. Yeah,
1: that was a sloppy pen by uh, Menkosu, who's usually reliable from the spot. That was shocking,
0: (laughs) if all honesty. That was uh, very uncharacteristic for him. Um, Surprising. He usually puts those away. Uh, Immobile was a ghost. And um, overall, it's a very surprising win for Lecce and Lazio. It seems like. uh, their Scudetto hopes are fading away with only six games remaining, I believe, or seven? Yeah, seven. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: seven games remaining.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Lazio's going to have to snap out of it. Uh, what do you think about the match? Uh, all Honestly,
1: i got to give Lazio a lot of credit. Uh, They're battling for the relegation, and a big win like this against Lazio, who are contending for Scudetto, is huge, and it could be a good turning point for their season. Um. I remember when they first, uh, when they bet Napoli uh, at the Sao Paulo, it was like they won the World Cup. Uh, they were celebrating. Fads were, like, Napoli media was ripping into them. Fads around the world were like, oh, my God, uh, how does Napoli lose to Lecce? But now they bet uh, Lazio as well. So some, some fads are, like, saying, oh, Lecce are not too much of a pushover when they really want it. Um, more honestly, I think it was just Lazio being poor. And Lecce just sticking into the game, not giving up, and uh, finding two goals off of uh, Babukar, who got the first one in the 30th minute, and uh, Luchone, uh in the 47th minute uh, with a Sampanada assist, who seems to have uh, been playing good for Lecce. Uh, he's been one uh, player that's been standing out for me, uh, especially this game. He played pretty good, in my opinion. And I'll honestly give uh, Lecce a lot of credit. They took it to Lazio. They stuck with Lazio and got the big three points.
0: Yeah, definitely a big win for them. And uh, speaking about big wins and a surprising win, uh, Milan comes back to score four goals in the second half to beat Juventus 4-2. When the starting lineup first came out, I saw that uh, Rugani was starting, and I told uh, the chat we have, I was telling them all that uh, it's going to be a comedy show because uh, Rugani, in my opinion, shouldn't even be a professional footballer. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing on defense, and he's pretty funny to watch, to be honest, as a, as a Roma fan, a fan that's not a Juventus. So, uh, it was fun to watch Rugani uh, be Rugani. Um, for you, it's very disappointing. They've, uh, been on a decent roll as of late until, uh, this match. Uh, Milan's been, uh, amazing. They haven't lost since the break. I believe they have five wins and one draw. Since, so, uh, Coppa Italia, they've been, uh. Yeah, since the Coppa really Italia, good. so. And even the Coppa Italia, they weren't, uh, too bad so um yeah it was a big win. Uh Iber got a goal and assist. Uh, it's amazing how at this age you can still uh, contribute to a, a high enough level. Uh Bonaventura came on uh, later on in the game I believe he did well. The I think. The score. Yeah he got an assist. Um for uh Rebic's goal. So mm-hmm. yeah um has been good um since the restart. Milan as a whole has been uh, good as well Ben has been good uh, Rebic continues to be amazing can't stop scoring um, on the Juventus side of things uh, Bonucci was uh, a nightmare but it's kind of hard to play good <laughs> beside Ugani. Uh Rabiot scored an absolute screamer of a goal that was a nice goal that was very nice I didn't expect him to hit that
1: I wasn't but. expecting him to even shoot Also, I thought he was going to sky it over uh, Like I, I didn't expect him to go in
0: <laughs> yeah that was an amazing goal and, um, yeah, for uh, Juve, it was a good start. And then second half came in, came around, and uh, Fioli got his men together and they woke up and they took the game to Juve and they came away with a big win. So, yeah, credit to Milan for uh, the how they've been playing the restart. And, yeah, what did you think about it, then? Yeah,
1: so for me, this game
0: was, I think, part of the match of the
1: uh, match of the weekday. Uh, it was just. It was so good. It's, like, undescribable how Juve were up 2-0. And usually when Juventus are up 2-0, uh, it's usually game over because they're really well defensed. They play good defense, and usually they shut down. But, again, with Enzo saying uh, Danilo and Rugani in the back, uh, anything's possible with those two when they play. Uh, Kes- uh, the- Milan's first goal came off a questionable penalty, which was uh, the handball on Bonucci. Uh, but by the new rule of uh, Italy soccer and the Federation and I think all over Europe now, if it hits any part of the hand, even if it's not intentional, uh, it's a penalty shot. So that's the new rule. Uh, but then Kessi's goal, I don't know what the hell the Juventus defense were were doing. Uh, they made Kessi look like uh, Messi on that goal. Rugani looked scared to begin with and Bonucci like sticking his, uh, his ass out to try to I don't know what he was trying to do uh, on that goal. Uh, but give uh, Kessie credit. Uh, he took uh, he took the advantage of the uh, sloppy defense that Juve were giving him on the, that goal, and he made them pay. And then Rafael Leo scored, I think, the next shot later. It was like three goals on, like, three shots or something like that. It was unbelievable to see. Uh, and then Bonaventura came in for Isohimović, and for me, he uh, changed the game a little bit as well. Uh for me, I'm a big fan of Ventura. I really like the way he plays, and especially this season. He seems like he's coming back to himself, and he got a nice assist on the uh, Ravage goal. And it was a big win for uh, Milan, who uh, we played this week, so it's going to be an interesting matchup as well. Uh, and Milan looked like the, uh, Milan are trying to get back into like Euro- Europe for the first time since uh, the FFP thing happened. And let's, maybe this could be a good turning point and, uh, for the future as well for Milan.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well said, Dan. Um, we'll get into uh, Roma Parma now. Um, going to this match, um, I was optimistic. I, the way we played against Napoli I really liked um, compared to the past couple of games uh, previously. I think uh, we played well against Napoli and we carried it into this match. Um, the three to back seems to be really working. Uh, the person who's benefiting most from the new formation has to be Spinazzola. Against Napoli, in my opinion, he's one of the best players on the pitch. I'm not sure if you can agree with that, then or not. But
1: yeah, he was uh, he was causing us problems on that uh, right side.
0: Yeah, so I think Spinazolo was uh, doing amazing, and um, this is where he played at Juve as a wing back, also at Atalanta. So um, I guess you can say it's um, kind of what's the word I want to use unfair to judge him because uh, he's been out of position almost every game.
1: And he's been uh, injured camp- too, as well. He's been
0: injured as well. Um, but he seems very comfortable back as, as a wing back, so should like left mid, right mid. So, um, yeah, he looked good. Uh, against Padma. he carried his four over. And uh, to see Spinazola play uh, two 90-minute games without getting hurt and playing good is uh, very surprising. So hopefully it's a start at something new. Uh, Kuchka continues to score against us. I think he scores every time he plays us, if feel <laughs> like. I think it's like four goals in his last 10 games against us. So Wow. Uh, yeah, he scored a penalty. Um, in my opinion, the penalty was on the stop side. You, I still think it was a penalty, but um, very over-exaggerated from uh, Cornelius. Mm. But um, either way, it was a penalty and it scored. Uh, Mkhitaryan has been our, hmm, probably our best player since the restart. And even before that, he was playing amazing. Um, scored another goal. Uh, Bruno perez got the assist. But um, although he got the assist, I didn't really like how he played. Uh, to me, that was probably his worst game he's played for us since coming back. Um, if um, yeah, better just been our best player this season. Let me just say it now. He's been fantastic. I've been I, agree, him, I agree. Um, yesterday, I think he's the best, uh, defensive man in the league, in my opinion. I yeah.
1: Think. I, I think we can agree on that. Uh, cause I'm trying to think of like players who play that. Cause it's not really that much. Like, if you think of it, like guys like Tonelli, Retout, uh, who else? Like, Rajah, Decker, Raja nah, but Nabilan, he mostly plays like. He's
0: like now he's or, more yeah. for Cali.
1: So, but, uh, um, well, like, yeah, I think in the like best like defensive and like mid in the league, I think for up there. I think maybe
0: he's the best in the league. Yeah, what he does, I just find incre- incredible. He brings what Nangalan brought, obviously not to the same level, because Nangalan back in uh 1516 was probably the best midfielder I've ever seen in Roma since I've been watching. He was just incredible. But uh, Betitude's bringing a similar thing. He's an engine for the team. He runs up and down all game, doesn't get tired. If you look at his heat map, it's incredible. It covers the whole field. Uh, and his shooting ability is good, too. It's very underrated, in my opinion. He scored that goal against Stunt. That was disallowed, but it was a banger. The goal he This one, too. Opponents. Yeah, it was amazing. And, yeah, he's an excellent player. His passing ability is good, as well. And I don't know how he doesn't get tired. And the position he plays, he'll be playing every three days almost. I don't think he's been benched yet, except for the, the one game he suspended. I think it was against, um Milan? I'm pretty sure it was Milan or Udinese he suspended. I'm pretty sure it was Udinese. Um But yeah, it he nice. He's been playing every game, 90 minutes. And um, he's been playing well, so I'm happy to see that. And Jawara yeah, played well, very well again. Um, I think he's starting to come back now. He's had that one-off game against uh, Santoria, but seems to be coming back, getting more comfortable again. So, happy to see that. Uh, Ibanez is someone that really surprised me. Um, Fonseca mentioned how well he was training uh, before the break, and he's continuing it in. He's had a couple rough moments, but uh, this was probably his best game. Um, against Napoli, I really liked him, and um, I'm happy he's getting minutes now, and deservedly so, because as the games go on, he's improving, so I'm really happy. His ability to bring the ball up is fantastic. And uh, his passing ability is good as well. So I'm happy to see that. Uh, Zaniolo came on on 90th minute. Should have had an assist. of uh, Villar, I don't know how he missed it. That was shocking. He had two. He, Pilar, he, two. Outside and he had two of them. So, uh, Villar came on and really upset me with that one. I feel like, uh, Zaniolo ha- should have had an assist there. Uh, Pellegrini, he, he had a, Decent game. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. did what he had to do. So, it's better he does that than uh, turn the ball over every five minutes. So, I'm happy uh, he had a better game. And overall, it's a very good team performance. I think um, we dominated the whole match. And we should have won this one four or five one. We didn't take advantage of our chances. So, that's yeah. probably bro.
1: Uh I don't think I have to cover anything. Uh, you went through the yeah, perfect honestly. detail for this one. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say a few thoughts. Uh, I really like the way Virtue played. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, Just some technical difficulties uh, we had. uh, Back to my uh, opinions on the game. Uh, I really like the way Vatut was playing. Uh, I'm just a little pissed off now. Not, like, too much, but just a little bit that we didn't end up signing him uh, when we had the chance. Uh, Hopefully we still sign him, but I don't think Roma will let him go. Uh, He's been really good for Roma. For me, he was outstanding again this game. He's just a guy, like, you can't look at him as, like, a stat person. You have to watch the games to understand, like, what he does because he does all, like, the dirty work and he does, like, the little things. Like, he runs back, tracks back, gets the ball, plays it up, and then in the attack, too, you have to watch out because he has, apparently this year, he has a really good shot. Um, I don't remember him having good shooting abilities with Fiorentina (laughs) and even, like, when he was in the Premier League with Villa. Uh, I don't remember him having that good of a shot Shooting ability, but there must be something in uh, Rome that gives uh, players automatically great shooting abilities. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good result for Roma, especially now that Napoli are chasing them for that fifth spot, and especially that Milan are up and coming as well. So, it's going to be a tight battle for the fifth, sixth, and seventh spot this season. And let's just see how
0: uh, the game goes, the season uh, plays out. Yeah, uh, well said. Um, I'll throw it right back to you with general or Napoli. Uh. What do you think about the match? Yeah,
1: so uh, the first half was... It was all Napoli I've, I've, in the first half. There's a couple chances that Genoa had. Uh, really good uh, build-up play at one point. Uh, Mare had to make a phenomenal save off the post. Uh, led the ball off the post. And for me, uh, I feel like Almas had the, probably the best game out of all the players on the pitch. In the first half, his attacking ability, weighing the ball back, dribbling, was outstanding. Uh, He got the opening goal, but it was later ruled off because of a handball by uh, Manolas, which, in my opinion, uh, if the new rule, it's a handball, but I wouldn't have given it because there's nothing Manolas could have done. He was trying to shoot the ball, uh, kick the ball, and the player hit it off his hand, which the player was, like, two feet in front of him. Um, But then he also had a really uh, nice chance with, I think it was Paulitano crossing the ball in, and he tried a bicycle kick where... Made a really good save, who had a strong game for Genoa. But then at the closing uh, stages of the half, a uh, really giving, great given goal between Politano and Signe and to Mertens, who buried it beautifully. Uh, in the second half, Napoli started off, uh, I'm going to say a little slow. I didn't like the way they were playing uh, at all. Genoa just came out of the half, just gave it to us, uh, got the goal off of a corner, which I don't know what the hell Mertens was thinking. Uh, he tried kicking it, I guess he was trying to get deflection or kicking it back to someone in the stands, I don't know. Uh, it went out for the corner, and it was a really poor decision by Mertens. And uh, Genoa made us pay off of a beautiful header by uh, Golden uh who, uh who placed it really well. Uh, it was poor marking as well in the box, I would say, but there's nothing that uh, Marek could have done to uh, save it. Uh, and then... I said it best because I was watching the game with uh, one of my buddies who came over for the game, and I said if Lozano comes in, he's going to score because he can bring that uh, presence. That He has really good speed. He's really good with the ball at his feet. And if you give him an over-the-top through ball, he'll 90% get through it unless he's going up against Davies or something. And so behold, a uh, beautiful ball by Fabio Ruiz to uh, – Lozano, who controlled it well, lost it for a second, retained it, and then placed it well. Uh, so yeah, I really like the way uh, Lozano played off the bench, and I feel like he should be starting, uh, any, uh, time soon. And yeah, so that was just, for me, it was a big win for Napoli, especially on the road against Genoa, who, our little team, like, who are a team that can always cause problems, but apparently this season they're doing really bad. Uh, not apparently, but they're doing really bad this season, and they're battling for relegation. So let's see if they can uh, stay up uh, at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, very well said. Um, I don't think I really have to cover much. Um, um, Mertens continues to score. Yeah. I Mertens have. Is it like I, think, I think around 9 or 10 now. Oh, here, yeah, I'm looking now. He has eight goals. For some reason, I don't know why. It feels like he has so much more. Like, uh, it's strange to me. Yeah, Napoli are, sure
1: like, right now, especially this season, they're not the attacking team that they were, once were, uh, like, back when on the Saturday, but they're more of a counter-attacking team. And Napoli like to get, uh, a lot of players have goals. If you look at our team, I think everyone, except for two or three players, have a goal. And it's we get, we have a, we're a team that everyone can, uh, is a well-balanced, uh, scorer on our team. I'm pretty sure if I can think of it, the only player on the top of my head who doesn't have a goal that played more than, I think, five games, there are only two players, are Maximovic and Napolitano, uh, are the only ones, and Husai, who we don't who have a goal.
0: Um, oh, Husai and... well, doesn't have
1: a goal? I swear he's Maybe cool. Champions League.
0: Cool Ballet. Ballet. Yeah. No, he didn't have a goal. Maybe Champions League,
1: though. Yeah, maybe Champions League. I, can't. I thought he scored this season. He's usually like a guy that has like two or three goals a season. Wow, Politano hasn't scored? No. He's got one assist, and I think it was off a corner.
0: Oh, wow. I like the way he plays. His end project is, needs work. But yeah, like the
1: one thing I don't like about Paulitano, and it, it kind of pisses me off, I like his ability to get the ball, run up with it, and, like, especially when he's tracking back. But the only problem is he he does the same move all the time. And it's the same move that Insigne does. He cuts to the left, and he tries to shoot it. But there's always three guys blocking it. And I think that's why I would like Lozano to play, because he's not that type that would do the same move. He can just run by players, cut back, link up, whatever. But for Paulythano, I think if he can improve on that attack, his attacking ability – especially, like, now and, like, in, for the future. I think he could be a good player for Napoli in the future. It's just right now, I just don't like the way he attacks. I like him, like, his ability to track back, win the ball, uh, collect the ball, draw fouls, but I just don't
0: like him in the attacking role right now. Yeah, well said. Um, now i move on here to Atalanta-Santoria. Atalanta keep winning, man. They don't stop. They keep winning and winning yeah. and winning. yeah. Um, I was happy to see uh, Toloi score. I'm actually a big fan of his. He used to play for Roma. I think um, he's paid his dues, and I'm happy to see him uh, succeed right now. He's uh, been doing really well, so I'm happy for Toloi. Muriel scored again. He's probably the best super sub uh, offensively and said, yeah, off the bench. So, Yeah, he scores every game. (laughs) Yeah, he scoring every game. Um, This game he started, though, but um, he usually comes off the bench and uh, provides a spark, so always a good player to have. He's been a Serie A veteran, been on many teams, so happy to see him score. Um, Castagna got subbed on at the end there. Uh, to be honest, when he came on, he kind of looked shook. I don't know why I noticed that. I think I'm the only one who really noticed that, but he looked really shook. I don't know. He looked awkward when Castagna came in. Um, but, yeah, Atalanta, they got the win, big win. Not really much to say about this game. It was mostly just Sampdoria sitting back and countering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rightfully so against a team like Atalanta, they're very hard to control. So Um, I think Sampdoria, even though they did lose two nothing, they played decently. They countered well, just um, they couldn't put it away. Uh, Atalanta, they created a lot of chances and um, yeah, they played well. Yeah, yeah.
1: uh, I I wasn't able to watch the game, uh, but looking at the the game, uh, Atalanta got I think it's their eighth or ninth win in a row, if I'm correct.
0: I think ninth. Ninth, yeah,
1: and. They just continue to win. They continue to score and impress fans around the world. And it was one thing I found out like today that uh, CBS, uh, I'm not going to not try to start stuff, but just stick, please, after I heard the oh comment, just stick to football and stick to uh, basketball. They said that Atalanta were struggling a bit. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, why would they say they're struggling a bit? Like, are they, I don't know if they were talking about the Champions League or if they were just talking about in general. But in the last five games, Atalanta has been one of the hottest teams in Champions League. And they also been really well, they've been doing really well in, uh, Serie A lately. And they're second now, I think, right after this win? Um,
0: third. They moved third. To the, no, they passed that in third.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how a team like Atalanta could be struggling when they're, one of the hottest teams probably in the world and also in Italy. But that's just a little thing that I didn't like when I heard it. Uh, but back to the game, Atalanta, yeah, they dominate. Muriel, this guy scores every time I see uh, Atalanta play, he scores. So maybe, he, I don't know, like Atalanta's attack is just incredible. I said it once, I'm going to say it a few more times. Uh, they're just hard to contain. And... The only weakness that they have, which they did show this game, uh, was defensively, like if they're caught in the counterattack, uh, I think it's over for them. But they can go toe-toe uh, with anyone, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they play out against
0: uh, PSG now. Yeah, I agree. And, um, yeah, once again, the CBS is embarrassing, really, to figure out um, how Tontz is doing. Just a quick Google search, even if you don't know like anything about the club. To search up the last ten games, at least give them that respect. But they just—they assumed they're losing because of their small team and small name. Yeah, but, like I
1: just didn't like that. Like it was just
0: when I saw that,
1: they—it's it not—it's also—it's embarrassing on behalf of CBS's part because it shows that they don't watch cultural and Syria. And it's also—it's—it's it's kind of like not embarrassing, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like an insult. It's—it's it's an insult to. Fans like us and like other accounts who uh follow culture, who follow the Syria who do podcasts and who cover it it's also uh like it's just bad it's it, because it shows that I don't know, it shows that they don't watch it, and for us like guys like us it it hurts me to see like to see that because. You don't know, like, don't assume stuff when you don't watch the games and when you don't look at, like, stats and stuff. I yeah. If that it's, makes sense.
0: It's, it's pretty simple. You don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it. it exactly. If you don't know how Atlanta's doing, just don't bring them up. Just ignore them then. If you want if to were, bring them up, yeah. Google search. If Unless they were talking about,
1: I don't know if they were talking about, like, Champions League, how to begin, what they were struggling to begin the Champions League. But if that that should be an irrelevant topic, if they're gonna talk about it now, they shouldn't be talking about the game now. Uh, back no, like, back in the past, we they should be talking about, about now. They're
0: talking, they were talking about this, the break. And they said, "Oh, after the break, I like they've been struggling."
1: Struggling, yeah. Like how they, they struggling? They they haven't lost right. a game. I think they only conceded uh, three uh, two or three goals in those games. They like, they've been yeah, no, playing man. really well. Like it's yeah, bro. Just the it's a little though.
0: Yeah, it's embarrassing. I don't want to give them too much attention. They just, wow, that's embarrassing. Honestly. Yeah, that,
1: that that pisses us off. That's all we gotta say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, um, to sum up the other games, uh, from, uh, the Wednesday, there's also Fiorentina, Cavalier zero, 0-0, zero. um, Bologna, Sassuolo, Sassuolo, 1-2-1, one, one, continuing their, uh, good run of form. And Torino, uh, 1-3-1, one, one, and Bellotti continues to score. Um, and yeah, also on, uh, the Thursday, there was Spal Udinese. Udinese won three nothing, and we'll talk a little bit here about Verona in third. Mm. Wow, um, I think we both I think we predicted a two one win. Both of us for Verona, it was two two. Yeah. Um, to me, I had a feeling something like this would happen. Verona is a team that's very hard to beat. They have a great coach in Udic who knows that set up defensively and, and offensively on the counter. I think he's a great manager. Um, in third, they've been shocking, honestly. I think they've yeah, only lost one game since coming back, but they've been playing well. They scraped past Santori for a 2-1 win. Um, they've just been, they've been terrible since coming back, honestly. With a team like that, and uh, Conte's been, uh, I think On the he's been team. like a baby, honestly. He's been like a baby. Well, the, the, the players he has, he got, what, Kaku for what, 80 million it was? I, uh, I think 60, 60? Yeah, 60 more? something. It's a lot of money. Inter put in so much money to give you the players you wanted, and you're still complaining here. And it's oh, it's a long way to go still. Well, if there's a long way to go if all the purchases they already made for you, then uh, maybe yeah, you're not the right man for the job. Yeah, yeah they're huh, in trouble. They, so that, to me, it's embarrassing what Conte was uh, saying in the interview. And, uh,
1: did you see? What, did you hear what you said after the game as well? I got t- well. I'll just I'll decide my future at the end of the season. Yeah, that's like, not well, that's not a good sign as well if you're an Inter fan. Like, yeah, you know, and then
0: he's like, Oh, you wanna ask me what uh, I think we need to do to improve, um I'm gonna get in trouble or I'm gonna get criticized. So Yeah,
1: like that's that's a bad thing to say. And that's the difference between a coach like I'm gonna give an example like Catuso and the coach like Conte. Conte may be the better coach, tactical uh tactics and like the like other things. But Cattuso is a better person, like a better personal coach, like a good motivator at the end of the games. uh, If Napoli don't play like the way they want, especially against Atalanta, he goes, yeah, we didn't play too good. Uh, There's nothing you can do. Give all credit to Atalanta. They're a great team. Uh, It's just us, and it's my fault that we weren't ready. He blames himself over the team, and imagine Conte. If Conte did that, the world, like, he would be an amazing coach, but he instead of blaming the team, just blame yourself because you're the one that prepares the team. Uh, you're the one that tells them what to do, and if they're not listening, you have to make the adjustments. And it seems like at this point, Conte doesn't care like I, anymore. I think after the Copa Italia lost to Napoli, which uh, the tie but the loss ends up, uh, uh, it feels like they. It just seems like they don't care anymore. Maybe that's why solo game killed them. Like who knows.
0: Yeah, and for Inter right now, going to the Europa League, they're going to have to build some sort of momentum. So, when I was with my I started getting on the right track. And Conte, the only thing that really annoys me about him is that when they lose, he blames the players, and when they win, he wants the media to talk about, oh, what a great coach Conte is. So,
1: yeah, that's um, exactly, like, you nailed it around the coffin.
0: Yeah, so that's, uh, he annoys me, to be honest. And I'm not even an Inter fan. I'm sure if I was a fan of Inter, I tried to not criticize him because we did spend a lot of money on him. I was an Inter fan, but uh, as, a, um, as a Roma fan and outsider, he just really annoys me in the way he speaks, and um, he's kind of like a baby, to be honest, so. and he has that reputation mm-hmm. around a uh, cultural fan and stuff. Yeah. I don't really uh really discredit Inter too much. I want to credit uh, Verona. They played a good game. They're um, they
1: really a really good champion. team at home. They're yeah. a
0: really good team at home. In my opinion, they could have won the game as well. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, yeah, but,
1: because they got a last-minute goal too.
0: Yeah, that like, nice, that's
1: the last last four minutes of the game. Yeah, they
0: played um they played well. Um, I still don't think Inter was the better team as a whole during the game, but um, Verona had chances to put the game away. Yeah, Verona
1: um, were dominant most of the, the game.
0: Yeah, Inter just seems to go down the wing and cross it. That's all they really seem to do, to be honest. When I watch them now, they don't really seem to have an identity. So. Yeah, overall, I'm not sure if you have much else to say than about the game. But Yeah,
1: uh, I'm just going to put uh, – maybe I'm just going to go on a little uh, praise for Verona. Uh, they're a really good team to watch. Like, I, I'm not saying this because they tied their inter or they battled with Napoli. But as a neutral uh, fan of the Serie A – not a neutral fan, but as a supporter of the Serie A, they're actually a fun team to watch. Uh, Lozovic, that first goal was amazing. I, I said it in the summer, too. No, on my Twitter, that he's a, since he was a free agent, I wouldn't mind uh, Napoli really signing him as a free agent. Uh, I feel like he's a good player. He had a good season last season with, with uh, Genoa. And today, this game, he, he played really well. Uh, the first goal he made, uh, I think it was Milan Skriniar, a pie line, turned him into inside out, and uh, took it by uh, Handanovic. Uh-huh. And, yeah, Verona, they're a good team. Uh, I was impressed with the way Amitabat plays, because he's... Uh, He's a physical player. Uh, he likes to get in there. Gets a lot of yellows. I noticed two. Uh, but that's sometimes you need a player like that. Uh, not too dirty, but a guy that can get in there and like play. Uh, Team is going to be scared of. Okay, this guy's battling me. I got to battle back. Uh, and also, uh, I'm not trying to be biased here towards Kramani, uh, but I feel like he was probably the man of the match for Verona. He had a really strong game, and especially on that last goal he gave it to Veloso, who. Uh, who finished nicely. Um, for me, I'm excited uh, to see him in an opera jersey next season. Um, I feel like he's a really good left back, especially on the left side, who can also play left back. So that's kind of a relief as well. As, uh, so, yeah, just Verona, great, really good side to watch. Very underrated. Um, and they have a really good coach in George
0: uh, as well. Yeah, well said, Danny. Yeah, Verona, credit to them. And they've had a really good season. Um, that wraps up match day 31. Um, heading to match day 32. I'm gonna name a match and then give me uh, your quick thoughts and score prediction. Okay. All right. So Brescia Roma. Brescia is home. Um, quickly, I'm just gonna say I'm expecting a win. I know Fasio is starting. I just watched the press conference from uh, Fonseca. So I'm kind of worried. I know we're gonna concede a goal because we always do. I'm gonna say like 3-1 Roma. You know what? You're gonna be happy
1: with my prediction. I can say 2 uh Roma with a Zaniolo Masterclass. Oh, wow, I'd be happy. Two assists from Zaniolo. Maybe a goal. Maybe a goal and assist from Zaniolo. Yeah, if you
0: scores I think uh, you're all going to hear me from wherever you're watching the games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all I know so. is I will I I, will, I will hear the end of it if Zaniolo scores.
0: <laughs> yeah, in our group chat, you're going to be receiving many pictures. So
1: You know what? Is <laughs> that what? Oh, perfect. I'll watch it too. Sit back and enjoy the game.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um Lazio says I'm gonna say Ooh. you know I'm gonna say two two. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to Lazio.
1: Maybe two one but last minute penalty. I I think Solo is gonna battle them. They're gonna have a real, that's gonna be a really interesting game. I think Solo can take it to them.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a really good game. Uh the next is the game of the weekend, definitely. Oh, yeah. Atalanta. I'm gonna say <sighs> You no, know, I'm gonna say Atalanta embarrassed you with three nothing.
1: Wow. You're gonna call it an embarrassment?
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's similar to that Coppa Italia game they had last season, I think it was. I didn't say something like that. You know what? I'm gonna say it's gonna be a 3 two uh Atalanta win. Yeah, that's gonna be an exciting one. Um Genoa Spal, Ooh, it's a tough one. That that's, that that's a really good game for relegation. I'm going to say 2-1 spell. I'm sure Betania is going to have a really good game. I hope so.
1: <laughs> the more momentum he has coming towards Nopi, the happier I'm going to be. Uh, my think is going to be, you know what, because I know we have a few Genoa fans that follow us. Uh, I'm going to make you guys happy. I think Genoa will get a 3-2, uh, maybe a 2-1 victory in this game. All
0: right, fair enough. Uh, Cali de Lecce, I'm going to say 2-0 Cali with an angle and goal somewhere in there. I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to say
1: a 2-1 uh, no, why two two. I'm gonna give it a two two tie. Uh, Simeone brace.
0: Uh, that's fair. Um, Fiorentina Verona. I'm really excited for this one. That's actually a, a good game too. It's a very
1: good,
0: good try. I'm gonna have to go though with uh, Verona win. I'm gonna say two one Verona.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm gonna say one nothing Verona.
0: We also have Padma Bologna. That's an interesting ah, game as Bologna. well. I'm gonna give this one to Padma. I'm gonna say one nothing part, my Cornelia score. You
1: know what? This game could also end like zero zero because of like the missed chances. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bologna takes this 1-2-1. one two one.
0: One. All right. Then we have Udinese Santoria. I'm gonna say zero zero. I just feel like they're two very defensive teams and yeah. Zero zero. Uh, yeah.
1: It could end zero zero, but I think i will going to give the edge to Indonesia. One nothing Indonesia.
0: Yes sir. Fair enough. And uh, Napoli Milan. Ooh. I know you're gonna be looking forward to that one. I'm gonna say. Ooh, I don't know. If, if this is a couple of months ago, I'd probably say Napoli like three one or something.
1: You know what? Yeah, a couple of months ago I would have said one one. Like the like what happened with the reverse fixture.
0: I don't know what to think about this one. I, I feel like I should have thought this one helped more, but you know what? I'm just going to say 2-2. Two, two. I don't know. Since, yeah.
1: Uh, you know what? Because I know I have a few Milan buddies who are excited about the game and keep texting me about it. I think is going to get revenge on the his uh, old Milan side. I'm going to say 2-0 Napoli. Napoli?
0: Yeah, that's possible as well. Not, I don't know. It depends on which Milan shows up because against Paolo, I believe, yeah, it was against Spal. They were terrible, but they still got a draw out of it from that. I don't know. That might have been the worst own goal I've ever seen from outside. I don't know how possible, <laughs> but I think this game depends on which Milan shows up. I feel like Napoli are more or less pretty consistent now. They had a couple. I mean, they had a rough game against Atalanta, but everyone has a. Rough game. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was just going to say gonna it Atlanta. so happened not to be Atalanta that we played our one of our worst games in the recent times.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's gonna be an exciting weekend. Um, this past match day was really exciting and they've all been so yeah looking forward to it. Uh thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out on both Instagram and Twitter at Sexide Calcho. we're also for the podcast available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to your podcast. And uh yeah, thank you all for listening and ciao to Gotzi. Ciao guys. I was nothing, but I don't think- i